Welcome to Quest for Enlightenment, a podcast to raise questions, generate ideas, and gather inspiration for the classroom and beyond. We're your hosts, Michael Dresden, Mark Drollinger, and Brian Seppi. In this Quest for Enlightenment, we know we are better together and better with you. Our quest is ongoing, and we are so glad that you are here. Our goal is to ensure that we are better today than we were yesterday. Let's explore today's quest. Welcome to the Quest for Enlightenment podcast. I am at Canada Connect Ed here with some students. I am in the student innovation area and if I could I'd spend all day here and I'm learning from students and I'm seeing some of their inspiring work and I would love for some of them to share with you uh, their journey, how they got started and a little bit about their work. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and turn the mic over to... Hi, I'm Arwen. I'm in grade six and I go to William Abraham. Hi, I'm Gracie. I'm in grade six and I also go to William E. Brown. Hi, I'm Coralie and I'm in, also in grade six and I also go to William E. Brown. Hi, I'm Maya. I'm in grade six and I also go to William E. Brown. And it's amazing to me to see uh, girls not just coding for fun, but coding to make a difference. So they have an app here and there's a big sign on their uh, platform that says, don't bug me. And of course, what did I do? I had to bug them to find out more about what it is that they're doing. And they have a video presentation to share with me exactly how their app works. And, uh, you know, problem solving and creativity is so important today. And I'd love for them to share with you a little bit about how they got started with their group and what their app does. And maybe some ideas for other girls or any students for that matter to get started with coding. So our mentor, Ms. Corella, put on the announcements that she was starting a technovation group and um, Maya, Coralie, and Alexis came outside and told us so we went in and we all started kind of getting great ideas together. Uh, and that's when we came up with the idea, don't bug me. Uh, Coralie, she got a tick bite two years ago, and she ended up having to go to the Dunville Hospital to get treated for if she had like Lyme disease or if she didn't. So the test came back um, that she didn't have Lyme disease, and when we heard that story from her, we really thought that it would be a good idea to make this app so that we could help other people so that when it comes to this kind of situation, they don't feel worried. This is amazing. So I love that your app can maybe reduce the anxiety and help answer some questions. This I've never seen anything like this. So this is highly innovative. Um, would you, anyone like to share with me a little bit about the process of how you built the app? Maybe what you used? Uh, maybe and the, the journey from start to to end. Well, we um, started out using MIT App Inventor. Um, it's like a coding program. So we just coded um, the app and it, really long it did. It took a really long time. How long, how long would you say it took you? About five, five months. months. Okay. And did you at any point feel like giving up or did you, I mean, did you, you hit roadblocks in this, I'm assuming, where you think that this isn't going to work? We actually um, had a moment like this yesterday, our mentor was like, I don't know if we're going to get this done, like because submission deadlines we, are tonight at five. We ended up staying in both breaks yesterday and did everything we could to get this ready. And then we met early this morning at 7.15 so we could get this ready just to come here. So this is amazing. And this is, and what I'm seeing right now is a result of them. Uh, 
uh, putting in that dedication and that effort to push through and meet that deadline. So I'm so happy that you made the deadline and that I stumbled on this booth and I'm getting to talk to you right now because I have a son who's starting kindergarten next year and and, and also a little uh, girl who's in preschool, but I can see this as being an app that I actually use for them at some point. I mean, this is so cool. And one of the main coders, she's not here, but her name's Alexis. Okay, and Alexis isn't here, but uh, there's so there's a group of five girls, and you guys have a your what is the name of your group? Country coders. And country coders. Now, why country coders? Because uh, we live in Waynefleet, and Waynefleet is a really country kind of town. It's a small town, and it's a really nice place to live in. And we would we just think that country coders was an appropriate name for us. So you don't need to live in a big city to be able to be connected and make this kind of impact. What um, what what's can I ask you? Uh, what's something that you enjoyed about this experience? Um, I just like coding with everybody. It was kind of fun because I was one of the coders. Um. I just like coding. It was fun. It was fun to learn how to do that because not a lot of people know how to code. It's not that popular. So, yeah, from here, like, I guess my question is what's next? I'm assuming that this has inspired you to want to do something more because now you realize that it's possible. You push through some hurdles. And what could be next? Do you guys have ideas or anything that you'd like to kind of go after? Or what are you thinking? Um, Well, next year we want to do... We want to do this again next year, but we're kind of just focusing on this year and getting through this year. And so we're going to different competitions. We're going to one on May 5th, and we're going to get judged by that, and hopefully we'll make it through that. And then once we go through that, I'm pretty sure we go to the one in Toronto. That goes up against Ontario, and then we go to one up against Canada. Well, thank you so much. I wish you girls the best of luck in your competitions and in your future coding and endeavors and I cannot wait to share this with some of our own students at Lakeshore Central and for anyone who's tuning in to Quest for Enlightenment. All right so we are uh, signing off from Can Connect Ed and uh, the Country Coders app group and their Don't Bug Me app. We are back again at the Student Technovation Center here at Can Connect, and I am with the Lady Leopards Tech Group, who, as I'm walking through, have created an app around stress and anxiety. And I, the, the word stress last caught my eye um, as we continue to work harder and harder, and this world evolves so quickly, and more is thrown our way. Um, I just wanted to hear what this app was all about. I see the words slow down and stress less, and we move at such a fast pace. And I think this is a message that can reach our students and reach our educators, um, really, to, to think about exactly how we can stress less. So I'm going to have them introduce themselves and talk a little bit about their app and their process along the way. Hi, I am one of the script developer encoders, and we made this app because we knew that 100, well, we did a survey, and 100% of the students said that they were stressed out, and 89.3% said that they couldn't cope and they didn't know how to calm down. So this app offers a variety of different coping skills and ideas for you so that you can stress less. It brings you to a helper's page by just a click of a button that gives you many different varieties of different tools and ideas and even if none of those things work for you it also brings you to links like past stones bend the mind and anxiety association so this is amazing and your name is 
Chloe. And that's Chloe. And Chloe was a script developer and coder. And I'm also here with Abby, Aaron, Ireland, and Madeline. Um, and I'd like for one of them to kind of add a little bit about their competition that they're entering and, uh, and their app. So does anyone want to share a little more? Uh, my name is Abby. I'm a coder and presenter for our team. Um, so this competition is all about proving that girls can code. Um, they did like research and that most of like the engineering and like tech jobs go to men Absolutely. and so this is to prove that girls can also do this sort of stuff coding and making apps and stuff. Absolutely. And what I'm, I, I'm, I'm witnessing it firsthand here, and I do a lot of work with the sustainable development goals, and, and goal number five is gender equality and gender equity. So what they're doing right here is a prime example of how schools and education is empowering girls to just reach their full potential because they're doing it better than anyone out there. I'm seeing it right here. This Stress Less app is awesome. It's something that I would love to even share with students. Uh, I mean, you heard the research results that they said. 100% of them replied that they were dealing with some type of stress or anxiety. Um, so they found a problem and identified a solution and now have something tangible that students or any, really anyone of any age could use uh, as to, to really help with uh, mindfulness and uh, anxiety. Uh, so is there anyone else that has anything to add to share? Because this, I'm just blown away by the process and by your pictures here and I know this is just a podcast so you can't see exactly what I'm looking at but yeah if you want to introduce yourself and share um, I'm Ireland I'm a researcher and a presenter and in our survey kids um, over half the kids confirmed that they don't know how to cope with their stress and anxiety and that they need help so that's what our app is here to do. It's here to stay on top of it so it doesn't become a huge problem. And most people underestimate um, that stress is a big issue and our app's here to help and anyone can have it. And if you heard that loud noise, I'm assuming that's some kind of big table or something being dragged across the floor here in the conference center. It's still going on. And I love that <laughs> these, these young girls, they did not get stressed. They handled it like pros. And, uh, and I hope you were able to hear some of that. And uh, I can't wait to see what they do next. Uh, I asked the other group, is there anything that, like, what's next? So you, you have the experience. You went through this process. You probably hit some bumps in the road. And now... You, you know that you can code, you've experienced that success, how can we uh, take it to the next level? Uh, or, or what's next? Not even the next level. This is already a top level. But do you guys have any ideas or visions for the future? Or what you might, what's your next endeavor, your next project? I know you're focused big on this year, but does anyone has, has this come up in conversation about what else you could do? Uh, I'm Maddie. Um, so for our next step, we're looking to add more stuff because we've had so many ideas like, and learn more from this experience. Um, like meditation? Like meditation, coloring, because I know a lot of people relax from that. Um, yoga, even like other things too. And we're hoping that this experience like gives us more ideas and everything. So I love that you're not just, you, you have a good idea here, and you're not just going to abandon this and leave it as is, but you're going to iterate and come back and, and really expand it and develop it because there's so much 
need here. So I really can't wait to see how this grows and how you push your ideas more into um, this app or into coding in general. Does anyone have any messages for other girls out there that might be listening that maybe are thinking about coding uh, or just uh, maybe if they're dealing with any kind of doubt or maybe they're thinking that they can't do it, what has this experience taught you or uh, would anyone like to add? Well, um, you can do anything if you put your mind to it and that our brain are capable of many things and just because you're a girl that shouldn't stop you to do anything that you're interested in because look at how far we've come in just a couple of months. We made an app that helps you stress less. So again, this is the Lady Leopards Tech Group, and I wish them nothing but the best of luck in the Technovation competition. It, it would, I would be surprised if we don't hear from them again at some point in the future in some way, shape, or form. So thank you so much to Abby, Chloe, Aaron, Ireland, and Madeline for joining and lending your voice to help others, uh, students and educators around the globe. So thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Hello, I'm Mark Drollinger, and welcome to the Quest for Enlightenment. And what you just heard was an interview with our own Mike Drezek and students from the Canada Connect Conference that happened this past week in Niagara Falls in Canada. And I was so intrigued by those students, and I loved hearing what they had to say. So you're going to be here with us today, and we're going to debrief on that interview a little bit. But the first thing I'd like to touch on with you guys is the idea of having students as presenters at conferences. I've been to so many conferences, and all the conferences are great, but they're all the same. It's all adults presenting on information. This one was a little bit different. So we're here with Mike and Brian right now. Mike, can you tell us a little bit about how was it hearing from students as presenters at the Canada Connect conference? So, I mean, for me, well, uh, yeah, I'm, this, I'm in the same boat. So when I was attending conferences, it was always adult presenters, adult presenters. And I think most recently, the last night skate was where I started to see students having sessions and students leading sessions and I started to gravitate towards those because I wanted to hear from the students I do a lot of the learning on my own you know new tools and, and tips and tricks and things like that and strategies but to hear from the students uh, definitely like opens up my eyes to what, what's happening in other schools and just to hear from them themselves uh, so I can kind of tap into their interests uh, the trends and really to see, you know to see how other students in other school districts are working um, you know and, and projects that they're working on it's so interesting. Brian, what are your ideas? How can we give students more of a voice in the classroom and, uh, and things that they're doing in, in every day? Yeah, I think it's one of the things that is probably most overlooked, right, is hearing the voices. I, I would argue that if we show up to any of these conferences uh, and you sit down and you listen and there are uh, students presenting, I'm going to guess that we're all leaning in a little bit closer. We're probably all smiling and we're kind of thinking through like, how can we elevate the voices of the students that we serve? I will say this seems to be picking up some traction too. I recently attended the uh, national council for teachers of English NCTE back in November and the Bowtie boys group of high school students uh, presented at that conference as well. So I feel like it's picking up a little momentum. So I'd love to hear more about Mike and, and your, uh, situation at can connect and how you kind of stumbled upon this uh these this group of presenters and obviously the audio that we just heard there yeah it's actually funny you should mention the bowtie boys because i was actually involved in a student-led twitter chat that some of them were leading so it's amazing to me to see students as connected learners at conferences or at social media or, or whatever it might be i mean that this is what was really neat for me to get out there and hear how well these students speak I, i'm picturing myself as a student 
back when I was that age. And I feel like there's no way I would have been able to get up in front of a crowd and to mm-hmm. see their confidence and to really see them speak uh, about what they're learning about. And so clearly, and that, that communication is so powerful to me to see that is really impressive. It speaks to me as students, as leaders, when I see them at conferences, sharing their learning and how confidently they're communicating and how they're out there as connected learners, uh, you know, mixing with educators, it really, it's almost forcing us to pay attention to student voice because they're in that Mm -hmm. place. And I think it's only going to become more common. And I think if conferences, organizers were smart, they would welcome these student presenters. And I believe that they're doing that. I just, I I take away so much from their sessions and, and being out. So this was the student technovation challenge. Uh, It was sponsored by iHub Niagara. It was the innovation hub. And it was just this big gallery. Like, so, so there's vendors on one side of the conference hall and then really all student sessions and presentations set up on the other side. So these students had, had developed their apps uh, in App Inventor and really had it was at a competition to see which one, you know, I don't know all the criteria for the competition, but I just was just interested in talking to them about, you know, how it is that they got started, the roadblocks that they ran into and, and really what got them interested in this. And it was interesting, like Mark had said, the, the research and the data that they had to back things up and the, the way they were going out there to really identify a problem and then work as a team to solve it. I mean, this was, a pro, you know, most projects that we do in the classroom over the course of a unit, maybe take, you know, a few weeks, a month tops. I mean, this was a project for these students that went on over the course of four to five months for some of them. So they had a lot of skin in the game to really see this through. And even after that, I, I heard the one student say, but they didn't know if they would meet the deadline. So I think think about all the life skills that they are gaining, you know, through an experience like this. Yeah. Mike, you bring up a good point with that. And I'll I'll just say one of the things that really struck me in that interview too, was they were about to give up after five months worth of commitment to this. Right. But, and, and they had to seek counsel in their mentor. And, and I thought that, that, that kind of stood out to me a little bit. The fact that they're willing to, you think about, obviously the big skills of communicating, collaborating, and the big four C's, if you will. But then if you move a little deeper past that and you think about what it means to receive feedback in a, in a mentorship kind of format too and, and get kind of uh, what does it mean to feed your group forward in the mentor's position and then for those uh, students to take that on and actually implement based on the feedback that they're receiving from the mentor. I thought it's a pretty, pretty incredible skill set going forward for life. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. I mean, the feed, right? I mean, when we think about assessment and we think about mm-hmm. you know, grades, and I think about like really the most important part is that feedback. So mm-hmm. I mean, it was clearly evident here and it, and it clearly pushed them in the right direction because they really, if they had a product at the end that was a usable tool, usable app and, you know, I thought I know that they were empowered, which I think, you know, how do we get from student engagement to student empowerment? And this was a great example of that because they were able to choose something that they were interested in, follow that interest and, and really dig in. Um, I, I could tell they were just they, the energy that they had uh, in talking about it, it, it. It like inspired me. And I didn't even know I had just met them, you know, a few minutes before. So. It was great that the girls in the first group who used the app to create about um, stress management, they actually 
not only did they get feedback from mentors to develop the app, but they used feedback from their peers to develop mm. the app in the first place. Mm -hmm. So without the information that they gained from their friends, um, they didn't know what they were going to make their app about. They just knew that they had some skills. They wanted to put them to use. And they said, all right, let's pull our friends. And when they got information back from their friends that said, mm -hmm. hey, our friends are stressed out. This is a problem. We can do something about it. And they used their skills to develop that app. And I thought that that was a really cool way to use feedback from their peers um, mm. to develop an app or solve a problem that um, existed for their friends. Yeah. I mean, think about that. Think about the ability to share with your, with your classmates. I mean, to me, it almost is like coding is the that closest thing we have to superpowers. I could think of the way that they might even be looked <laughs> upon by their peers. Like you guys created this uh, for me. Uh, and, I, and clearly, like you said, the data backs it up and supports that it was an issue and a problem and they, and they just tackled it head on. So, and I love that they had said, I said, what's next for you? And I was totally expecting them to say that they were going to, you know, now that they knew that they could create and code an app, that they were going to try to find something new. But yet they, they were so proud of, of their work and, the, and there was so much buy-in that they wanted to expand this app and take it deeper and take it further and build more into it because they knew that it was such an issue for their peers that they were going to see this through and just make their current app better and expand it. I thought that was pretty neat. And I think that's so... I think that's so great with apps in general because if you think back even just five, ten years ago when you would buy a piece of software, that was it. You had that one version and it never really updated. But with the invention of apps and the ability yeah. to download updates, it changes the way we think. When you download an app, you know that it's just the first version. It's not the best version that's out there because people are going to continue to work on these things and make them better. And I think that's a message that we can bring to our kids to school every day that, you know what, you're going to put forth your first effort. That's might be your best at this time, but there's always an opportunity for you to go back, look at the work that you did, and get better every time you resubmit something. And I think that our work um, as educators doesn't stop with one lesson. We, we try to get better every single day. And just like apps, we're always constantly downloading the newest version or, or trying to upgrade every single day. Yeah, and we rely on those updates. And it kind of get you know, I'm sure we, maybe we can tackle this in another episode, but it kind of brings me to retakes and redos, you know, mm -hmm. kind of like how a grade can sometimes signal the stopping point of the learning. You know, I would love to get some educator perspectives on having a version 1.0 and 2.0 and 3.0. And I, I, you know, as a math teacher, I was certainly guilty of, you know, when we finished unit one and that was it, that we were done. And then we just moved on to the next thing. But what's to say that, you know, how did I assess that student improving and iterating and making, you know, and, and proving what they've known and what they've learned. And I think, you know, with coding, it creates that safe space for students to have the really to fail, to mess up. I mean, your code is not going to go right and then to, to push through and to make things better. So I had lots of ideas for where we can take this conversation from here, from girls in STEM to uh, project-based learning, to feedback, to mentorship, to, you know, you name it, to just the evolution of technology. So many things touched on, and, and thanks to these young students uh, at Canada Connect. Yeah, I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in to Quest for Enlightenment, and we will see you soon. Thank you so much for joining us on our quest. We look forward to continuing the learning with you. Connect with us on Twitter at Quest for Ed Podcast. And if you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe and leave a review so others can join our quest. And if you're interested in sharing your journey by being a guest on an upcoming episode, we'd love to hear from you. Please use the form in our Twitter profile at Quest for Ed Podcast.
Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you on an upcoming quest. Until then, remember to take time to enjoy the quest and teach like you.